Hi, you're listening to the DMBA podcast where we share business confidence for designers. My name is Alan. I am a business designer and founder of the DMBA. In this special episode, I want to share an article that we just published today on the DMBA's website. It's titled, Will Gaining Business Knowledge Cost Me My Design Values? I decided to write this piece as I wanted to shed some light on the biggest problem and also the biggest hope with regard to the business literacy in the design community. So 20 years ago, design was an afterthought. Designers were asked to make things look shiny after all strategic decisions had been made. But since then, the role of design has changed drastically. Design-driven companies such as Apple, Tesla, Airbnb, and Google have shown that design can drive business results. This is even backed up by research, which shows that design-driven companies outperformed an S&P 500 index by 228%, which is a lot. And by the way, S&P 500, it's basically an index that tracks the performance of the 500 uh, biggest companies in the US. So it's no wonder that companies are increasingly investing in design and that designers are gaining more and more responsibility. Consequently, we are expected to contribute on a strategic level, speak the language of business and understand how design can foster a competitive advantage. Unfortunately, business literacy has been vastly neglected in the design education and community, so many of us are falling short in this new design era. But the real problem is not design education. The the real problem is our mindset, actually our reluctance to learn business. The value system of the design community prevents us from fully embracing business. We are afraid. We are afraid that business knowledge will lead us to compromise our principles. And we are stuck somewhere between our wish for more impact and our fear of losing our identity and values. So, where do we go from here? The first thing we have to realize is that we, ourselves, assign meanings to things. For example, if you associate a knife with violence instead of cooking, you'd think twice before keeping it in your kitchen drawer. This same principle of assigning meaning to things goes for business. We can see business literacy as an unnecessary evil or helpful knowledge to understand how companies operate. And whatever association we choose, I think we can all agree that understanding different perspectives, such as business perspective, can help us make better informed decisions. As designers, we are already great at wearing many hats, because we step in the shoes of customers all the time to solve their problems. So boosting our business literacy will help us add another perspective to our work. And it will also help us build our confidence and raise our impact. And that is especially important if we don't agree with how some companies are currently run. Before changing how companies operate, we have to first understand the business fundamentals. We have to know the rules before breaking them. Now that we understand why raising business literacy is important, let's check how it translates into our design work. So from our work with the DMBA students, we see that business knowledge um, directly affects three aspects of design work. So first of all, it leads to more empathy. It helps us understand who our company competes with, what are the motives of different stakeholders, so beyond the users and customers, and also how products get made. And this informs our empathy models and ensures a better decision-making process. 
Secondly, business literacy directly improves design deliverables. So having business and design perspectives in mind gives us a better understanding of a problem space, which inevitably makes our solutions more relevant for more stakeholders. And finally, we can better communicate with non-designers, because we can present our work in a language that non-designers understand and fully appreciate. So now let's have a look at uh, each of these three benefits a little bit more closely. So the benefit number one is improved empathy. So as designers working in a business context, we have to understand the larger ecosystem in which our product or service exists. This includes a deep understanding of competitors, industries, trends, and value chains. So for example, let's say that you're working for a car manufacturer. What is the context here? What is the business context? Is it the car industry? Other car manufacturers? Not necessarily. When customers want to get from point A to B, they're not thinking about cars, they're thinking about solutions. And these solutions include airlines, trains, car sharing services, public transportations, and so on. So correctly understanding the advantages and disadvantages of cars vis-a-vis other options improves our empathy for the problem space and just leads us to much better decisions. Another way to gain more empathy is by using metrics and quantitative data. While we may be afraid that numbers will dehumanize our process, we have to see numbers for what they really are. They're basically just another source of information that can help us better understand the world. Because ultimately, behind the data is human story too. And by the way, if you're interested to learn more about using metrics, you can read how one of the DMB alumni, Henrik Hagedorn, has fostered a design culture of data-informed decisions at N26. And you can read more about that at d.mba stories. Now let's have a look at the second benefit, improved design. So imagine you're working for a low-cost airline, such as EasyJet in Europe, AirAsia in Asia, or Southwest Airlines in the US. And now your team suggests extending the legroom for passengers. So we all know how the low-cost airlines squeeze as many seats on the planes as possible. So now your team has done the research and the most common complaint they've heard from uh, the customers, the passengers, was that planes are crammed with seats, which makes flying very uncomfortable. Now you, as a business-heavy designer, you know that more legroom means less seats on a plane. Less seats means less passengers, which inevitably leads to higher prices. Now you also understand that for an airline like Southwest Airlines, affordability is a key value proposition. So by extending the legroom, we would actually work against our strategy and even customers. The low-cost strategy caters to those customers that are price-sensitive and are willing to make certain trade-offs for lower prices. So in this example, good design is not extending legroom, adding better seats, or having food uh, on a plane. Good design provides a good balance of experience and low prices. So maybe what would make more sense for our team to work on is the improved online check-in, improved boarding, and so on. So what we see as better products or design is not always better for an organization or even a customer. Business and design knowledge helps find a balance or balance solutions that works for all stakeholders. Now let's have a look at the third benefit, improved communication. A really common phrase among designers is, A, they just don't get it. We complain how CEOs or product managers don't understand how our design would improve the business. 
The problem is that we communicate with feelings in broad, broad arguments such as this one. This feature would be great because customers are requesting it. We think it would improve our user retention and conversion. So that's an example of a broad argument. But now let's imagine changing this phrase with the following argument. In our research, we have heard that this feature is really important for customers and potential customers, and none of the alternatives on the market is offering it. We've done a basic calculation, and it turns out that just 1% improvement in conversion on the website, which is what we hope to achieve with this new feature, will generate 1 million euros in increase in the revenue in the first year. And actually, it wouldn't take us more than two months and five people to develop this, so the investment would be roughly 100,000 euros. Of course, this is just a hypothesis, but 1 to 10 payout seems to be pretty good. So 1 to 10 would be 100,000 euros investment, and 10 would be 1 million in the payout. I know what many of you are thinking right now, but I'm not a numbers person. And that's okay, because communicating with senior designers is not just about numbers. It's not even a good idea to always use them. Sometimes all that is needed is to have a bigger picture in mind. We can talk about strategic importance, alignment with our business model, or synergies. And this can feel scary too, but the easiest way to start is to keep track of the business vocabulary being used by senior management and trying to understand concepts behind it. Once we speak the same language, our communication becomes significantly more productive and we're able to convey our ideas on a higher level. I hope this piece made it clear that I'm not advocating for designers to become business people. Neither do I think business literacy comes at the expense of design values. Quite the contrary. Paradoxically, it can help us promote them. Principles of design community are something special. We care for stakeholders over stockholders, long-term over short-term, and impact over profit. Unfortunately, these values are not the norm in the business culture. And if we want to change, if we want to design a different future, we have to show that companies can be run more thoughtfully and still be successful in the business sense. And in order to do that, we have to embrace business knowledge and companies for what they are, the greatest platforms for change in our society. So that concludes this essay. It was just something that I wanted to get off my chest as it felt like a false dilemma where we as a community have to choose between business or design, where in reality the relationship between the two is much more synergistic. Now, if you have any thoughts on this, please drop your comments below uh, the piece, which you can find on d.mba guides, or you can also follow me on LinkedIn and reply under the post where I shared this article. So to find me on LinkedIn, that is A-L-E-N, and then space, and then F-A-L-J-I-C. So, and if you're listening to this podcast and it had made you interested in business literacy, I would invite you to sign up for our seven-day mini-MBA which is a free email business course for designers. And over seven days, you will receive seven emails and each day you will learn um, one of the most fundamental business concepts and their relevancy for the work of designers. Thanks and talk to you all soon.